Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, podcasters. This is The Truth with Bill. I'm Bill. How are you today? This is our first podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us. Um, since this is our first podcast, I would like to uh, just describe myself a little bit, a little brief description. Um, I have a uh, degree in creative writing uh, literature. Um, also have a degree in environmental science. Uh, very well versed in everything uh, metaphysical. Um, I studied religions my whole life. It's it's a hobby of mine. I really enjoy that. Um, it is uh, it's ten thirty Eastern Standard Time. That was our clock we just heard. Um, so let's let's get to it. Um, so I, I want to speak to you uh, folks about the truth. Um, I, I, I feel like there is a strong need to express the truth uh, today. Um, I, I see a lot of individuals, a lot of people just very lost in this world. Um, the, the way that this world is going, I feel like the, the window... Uh, for, for us to, to have a turning point is closing. And uh, that's why we're doing this podcast. There's a real need, I believe, um, for some serious change. And I, I think it starts with the way in which we look at things, um, how we've been taught and coached to see this world. Uh, it, it's unfortunate, and it becomes very confusing for us and hard for us to see what's really important and what could lead to a very happy life for us. Um, so uh, let, let's talk about some basics here. Um, we all understand and know that um, this, this, our body is a biological body. Um, I will refer to that um, constantly. Uh, so we, we have a biological body. That biological body um, has five senses, right? We, we know that. Our five senses uh, touch. We, we could touch something. We could feel it. We could uh, taste something. We could hear something, see it, observe it, um, and smell. Uh, we could smell something, right? Uh, so through all of these senses, um, we are then able to define this world around us, um, this quote-unquote reality right? Um, and that's how we've done it our, our whole lives. Um, human beings and biological bodies before us have done it the same way. And uh, as they have interpreted this world through their five senses, they have then defined what it is. And we see early forms of this, um, you know, uh, the, the sun, um, you know, comes up and it, it looks very uh, godly. Um, uh, the, the world's flat. Uh, it's, it's hard to interpret that, that it's round, uh, spherical, um, all of these things. And uh, what's interesting is that there's an imaginary wall kind of blocking all of us as individuals um, with our five senses. So we can only perceive something so far, right? Now, there, there are people who have enhanced senses um, for example, some human beings have been noted as having more cones and rods in their eyes, which would then enable them to see and perceive maybe more colors, 
Um, and that's a whole another podcast. Um, but uh, interestingly enough, yeah, there, there are folks like that. Um, other animals have that. Um, but for the most part, our perception of this world is the same. And we can only go so far with it because we have a brain and we're able to think and uh, build and create things. We have been able to create certain technologies that enable us to enhance um, our senses, which then enable us to see this realm differently. Therefore, we can define it differently. Um, so, you know, before there's, uh, there's, you know, blood, there's atoms, there's electrons, and we go further through these definitions. Um, interesting to note, uh, I, I think sometimes, especially today, uh, we feel like um, individuals uh, who observe this outside world um, give that observation a name and define it for us. It almost seems like we support them so much that they have created this. Um, and it's a misconception. And, you know, of course, us talking about it now, sure, we, we know that the scientists who discover these things um, aren't creating them. Yeah, we know it. But media-wise, socially-wise, um, they're the ones getting credit for it. If you have an individual who studies uh, a religion or religions their whole life, um, they're not getting world-renowned recognition like our scientists are. Um, who are discovering, you know, all kinds of new things, whoever it is every year, you know, they're, they're getting awards for it. Um, and it's, it's interesting to live in a society that has turned that way. Um, we are now the scientific society. Uh, we have, instead of asking why, we're asking what. So we're only defining things. We're not asking really why. And sometimes we think we're asking, well, why does this happen? But then all we're doing is defining the why even more and deeper in, into its process. That doesn't give us the real why. So let's, let's pause for a moment. What is the why? What is the why? Why? Are we here? What is our purpose? Is it to become a scientific world constantly defining this reality as we perceive it? It's kind of silly. I mean, um, we, we speak of uh, different dimensions. Um, we are residing in the third dimension, seeing things two-dimensionally. Um, by that process, we know that there are dimensions above us. Surely, being in those dimensions above us would alter the perception of this dimension, which would mean that the way in which we perceive this dimension is false. It is not real. Samsara. Right? This is a false reality. We are unable to perceive the actual realness of this reality. It's not possible. But we've given up. We've given up on the quest of the why. Not all of us, but most of us. And I won't even say that we've given up. The scary part is, 
it is more monetarily advantageous for the people in power in this country, in this world, to keep a scientific world as opposed to a spiritual one. The scientific world makes money. Money is power. Money is control. What is interesting is that there is a very small percentage of individuals who have all the mon monetary wealth, which then, of course, have all the power, and yet so many more that don't, and yet we're not controlling it. And that's scary, and it's getting worse. It is getting worse. As time goes on, it's getting worse. The perception of this reality today has become so bad that we have individuals on handheld devices in a fake realm, a fake reality within this fake reality, trying to escape it because it is so wrong. It is not what we were put here for. It is filling the void and emptiness within us with more void and emptiness. It is the constant search. Think about it. Think about it. You have a game on your app, right? Or you have a game on your app. <laughs> you have a game on your cell phone. It's an app, what have you. You're playing the game. Uh, certain things that you do, um, you know, you win, right? And you feel good about winning or getting specific items or cards or whatever it is at this game, right? You feel satisfied. We understand this feeling of satisfaction. It makes us feel more complete. However, this kind of satisfaction, this kind of completeness, is only short-lived. And we go right back at it again. And sooner or later we get tired of this game, in which case we download a new game and continue playing that until we get tired of that. And it's all escaping this other game, this game and, and <laughs> this game in a sense that is closer to reality, reality, right? Um, that we're missing out on. We have these phones in front of our faces. I read an article a month ago where a teacher, uh, she had her children, her students write a paper about um, something they really loved at home and something they really disliked. I think it was um, maybe every student, with the exception of one, uh, disliked the fact that their parents had their phone in front of their face. I, you know, when I was a kid, there weren't cell phones. I couldn't imagine my parents having a phone in front of their face, raising me, <laughs> if that's what you want to call it. it, it it's awful. It is awful the way the way this world is going. So um, let, let's get back to more of the truth. Um, I, I think the the more we talk about um, the the truth, our, our true nature here as as human beings, biological vehicles, uh, the less we will get away of this kind of of lifestyle which is hurting us. Um, so let's go back to um, our biological vehicle our five senses. Um, 
there is um, a, enough proof out there that um, there is another sense um, that could perceive other things. Um, that sense um, more than likely would be your soul uh, able to perceive beyond the five senses because it exists on a realm that is above our three-dimensional realm which we reside in, uh, seeing two-dimensionally. Therefore, that would be a four-dimensional uh, realm seeing three-dimensionally or quite possibly a fifth-dimensional realm seeing fourth-dimensionally in which you could see time. Um, those are very interesting things. Uh, there's a lot of YouTube videos on uh, on different dimensions. If you have a moment and uh, you want to be mind blown, uh, just, just watch and anything with uh, other dimensions. Um, more than likely can explain it a lot better than I can. Uh, in any event, um, so that, that there's enough evidence out there. Um, otherwise, uh, you know, we're, we're not perceiving any of these metaphysical type things um, through our five senses, our biological five senses. So it's interesting. We have this biological vehicle with these five senses. And there is something else, a soul, that inhabits this biological vehicle. This biological vehicle is limited. Um but it can survive. Um, we know all of the what's. We have defined all of the what's of this biological vehicle, and we're getting even better at defining it, um, you know, through genes, genotypes, etc., etc. Um, who the heck knows what our bodies are going to be like 100 years from now and what we'll be able to do scientifically. I think that is interesting, and I don't want to take anything from that. Um, but there's some important why's. We need to answer. So our biological vehicle uh, is inhabited by a soul. A soul which is a fraction of the divine. So picture the divine as this giant white orb, if you will, and it splits the fractions of itself, um, and those fractions sprinkle down onto earth and inhabit biological vehicles. Not just human biological vehicles, but all biological vehicles. Therefore, there is no race. You are human. That's it. There is no, uh, no Asian, no um, Caucasian, no African, uh, no Mexican. Um, none of these terms in which we label ourselves as. You are a fraction of the divine inhabiting a biological vehicle that we have defined as human. That is it. And it's wonderful, by the way, because this is the only biological vehicle within this realm that you are able to discuss and think about these things like this. We have an opportunity here to really progress Not just progress physically in this physical realm, but develop our soul. To develop who we really are. To develop what we really are. Doesn't matter. Male, female, um, uh, transsexual. All of these labels. All of these things that you define yourself as. They don't matter. They're nothing. Forget them. Forget them. Forget it. 
Let it go. Let it go. It causes more problems. The moment you label something, you are separating yourself from everyone else. And the separation causes one, some people are going to like you, some people are not going to like you. Why create that conflict? Drop it. You're human. That's it. Biological vehicle that is carrying a fraction of the divine. But why? What then is the function of the divine? So if the divine is like a flower spreading its seeds all over this other realm, because the divine would have to exist in a realm higher than ours, right, for this to happen, sprinkling its seeds down, for what? Well, what do flowers do? Hmm? When, when the seeds are coming down, they're doing this to grow more flowers. So the divine, once more divine, that's our purpose. That's the function. What is more divine? Do we know? Have we spent any real time knowing? Really, I, I ask you. I guarantee the majority of people listening have spent more time trying to figure out uh, what they're going to be when they grow up uh, before college, what they're going to be when they grow up in college, what they're going to be when college doesn't work out, uh, what they're going to be um, when their marriage doesn't work out, when this doesn't work out, when, when all of this. All these pains and sufferings throughout life are because of the search of something that we shouldn't be searching for. We're looking at it the wrong way. And this world has been built up on this because it makes money. It keeps people in power. And the people in power don't want you thinking this way. They don't want you looking at things this way. If you do, what care would you have for wanting to be a big oil man, a big oil woman, uh, making multi-millions and billions of dollars? Right? That would not be your search. Your search would be the connection between yourself and the divine. Your connection with yourself, which has the divine in you, with everyone else in this realm who has the divine in that. Thus making everyone equal. This hatred, this confusion comes to be when people see it the wrong way. When you look at it the wrong way. It creates all of these problems, all of these pains, all of these sufferings. We do it to ourselves. So, we are a biological vehicle that contains a fraction of the divine. That makes us all equal. And that makes us something very special, very unique. So, what should we be doing? Right? That, that's, that's the next logical question. What should we be doing as seeds of the divine, so to speak? We should be trying to connect with the divine. We know that we cannot connect with the divine with our five senses. Those are limited biological vehicle avenues. Right? We also know that there are certain religious groups that are able to shut off their senses and connect to the divine. 
You see this in meditation. Hmm? Even prayer. Right? Repetitive, repetitive prayer. It uh, shuts off the mind, shuts off sound. Uh, you start losing um, the five senses, which enable you to access the divine. Because it goes beyond the five senses. The divine wants you to succeed. The divine wants you to live right. The divine will keep making it wrong until you learn to live right. You will keep going through these pains and sufferings until you start living right. You know, I, I, I am just like everyone here listening. Just like everyone listening. I am no different. So our problems, they start from the very beginning. Um, the pain and suffering that we put onto ourselves start at childhood. Um, and they are put on us, unbeknownst to our parents and loved ones. Um, it is how we are taught uh, in this culture. Um, we are taught that... Um, we are taught as children that we have a name, we're given a name. Um, we're given names to our parents, mommy and daddy. Uh, those are often some of the first words spoke. Um, and it's instilled in us uh, through our childhood that um, we are this individual and we start building this uh, persona and eventually this, uh, this ego and how we see ourselves um, in this world. And what is interesting is we start understanding at a young age that uh, if we are a certain way, more people will respond to us uh, better or worse, right? We understand to get our parents' attention. Um, you know, we could do something real funny and silly, and our parents love it, and as children, we continue to do it because we're getting a reaction, a response, and it makes us feel good. Uh, and we also understand that if we do something crying, yelling, what have you, we get another response. Um, and, and this is how our development uh, is our human development. <clears throat> this happens as we become adults also. And we continue this. Um, and, and it gets more complex, more in-depth. So when we are, uh, when we're young, in adolescence, uh, we can uh, try and make ourselves a certain persona that we believe will will make more people like us. Uh, so we adapt this persona um, and we make this who we are. Um, and that persona can be anything, wh whatever it is. Uh, whatever is that you think other people may like more. That's always what you're after, it, it seems to be, right? Uh, as individuals, um, we, we, when we go on uh, our first dates, uh, it's always kind of jokingly said, um, that your, your, your first date is like your advertisement. Um, 
you know, you're giving it your best. Everything good that you are, that you could be, that's who's going on the first date. It's not actual, the, the real you, you know, sitting around in your boxers or sweatpants, uh, hanging out, doing nothing all day. No, no, it's uh, this guy or girl who's super ambitious, um, who is interested in things in things that they think that the other person may be interested in and thus like them even more. Um, and we don't just do this on first dates. We do this all of the time. This is not who we really are. Um, so why? Why do we live these fake lives, these fake personalities, um, and then carry all this weight on our shoulders thinking that, um, you know, uh, sure, this majority of people may like us because we're this way, but there's always a section that, that doesn't like us. Um, and, and we're fitting into these labels and these categories for ourselves. And honestly, we really need to stop. Um, it's silliness. It, you're not being yourself. You're being a character. Um, you know, I, I remember listening to Jim Carrey. Um, everyone knows Jim Carrey, you know, very famous actor. Um, who's now taken up painting, uh, some great artwork, by the way. Um, he, uh, you know, he had played all these different characters um, because that's his job as an actor. And he really started taking a step back and then looking at himself and seeing how he even played these characters when he wasn't playing these characters. And I don't mean the, you know, the characters that he played on set, although... I think there was something said where he played them so well that he seemingly did it outside, but who knows. The point is, is that we all play these characters. And why? You are not who you make yourself to be. It, it's foolish. It's silly. And we go to great extremes, great extremes to fulfill our egos and who we are or who we want to present ourselves to be. Whether it's um, you know, buying these brand name clothes and, and bags and feeling the need to have this. And, and it's just like those um, apps and games on your phone when you finally get that card or that item that makes you super uber and then there's a new one. So now that one that you have doesn't. So now you got to go questing for that or do that or waste more of your valuable time here on this earth doing that. Uh, the same thing. Uh, somebody buys this brand name purse and, you know, it's great because it came out that season. Well, next season, guess what? They got a whole new one and now yours is old, so it's not as great as it was. And uh, to fill that void, you have to do that. Um, and, and we are constantly, constantly trying to fill this void that we have within ourselves with all of this BS. And it's not necessary and not needed. The best way to fill that void is not to fill it with any of that. You need to fill it with God. And I, I know that, you know, <laughs> I remember being younger and hearing people preach about, about God and, 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 and listening to it and just being, oh boy, here we go. Um, I, I'm not that kind of person. I'm not like that. Um, but I'm, but I'm telling, I'm telling you all that. Listen, I've lived a hundred lives in this life, and I've searched a hundred million ways. And the best way to live right is, is through God. And I, I don't believe that 
any religion out there has it 100% right. So it's not like I could sit here and say, oh, you know, if you study this religion, you're going to get it. No, I, I, I don't believe that. Um, understand that all religions have been passed through uh, biological vehicles, which are limited by their five senses. It's not like we have the divine coming down and giving us this book or anything like that. Um, it is all passed through the human body, which then, you know, makes it limited. Um, if, if you were gaining knowledge from the divine, you'd be gaining it through a sense that goes beyond your five senses. So then your job would have to be to interpret that divine knowledge through that sense, through your five senses. And that's a very difficult task. So I'm not downing all religions. I'm just saying, you know, be aware, right? There's not one religion that's got it right. You just don't. Um, I don't profess to have it right. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I think if we start this conversation, I think if we start talking about these things, especially um, to, to the younger individuals, I'm, I'm 38 years old now, and uh, I, I have a lot of people that, uh, that work for me who are in their 20s and younger, and uh, I, I'm very fearful that this world for them will close the door completely to this kind of life um, because the, this kind of life is, is happiness every day, every single day. And it's, it's not, I don't go to church. <laughs> I, I can't remember the last time I walked into a church. Um, it, it, it's just how you live, how you see things, how you look at things, um, how you see people, even when people are upset. Um, we have a tendency to judge people as soon as we see them, as soon as we see their facial expression, um, you know, we judge them immediately. And oftentimes the judgment is negative and they're doing it right back to us. And you know why? Because we've labeled ourselves with things. Uh, we've labeled ourselves with different things of status, whether it's clothing or items, uh, label us things w with race, uh, with religions, um, any which way you could, uh, sexes, any which way you could label yourself, we have done it and we continue to do it. And the more labels we create, um, the, the more pain and suffering we're creating for ourselves. Um, so I, I think if we're going to take anything away uh, today from this talk, it's going to be that we are defining ourselves as human. And that's it, right? The bathrooms all should say human bathroom. <laughs> human bathroom. They all have doors on them. They all have locks. Uh, you've got a bathroom monitor for your safety. Human. That's it. Right? You, hear, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, those are going to be the bathrooms of the future. Um, <laughs> the truth with Bill. I'm telling you. So, uh, so that's all we have time for today. Um, I, I know I'm going to get some questions coming in. Uh, I will answer those next week. Um, our, our, we'll put a new podcast together next week uh, and, and keep this discussion going. Uh, thank you all for listening. I uh, love you guys. Have a great day. The Truth with Bill.